Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style with you, Miranda Morales, here at, the, well, your source for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions, thechairshot.com. Your home of the hashtag Miranda Show. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yes. Another episode, another edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this will be a very introspective episode, maybe not too introspective, but, uh, you know, a different approach to what's happening in the news this week. I don't know if y'all know, but, you know, uh, wrestling has changed. Apparently the landscape has changed so much in wrestling has changed it's over, in just the basically. past week. Uh, it's so. over. It's beginning. We have a renaissance. I'm not sure how to describe it, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Please welcome my co-host, the producer. He is the kingpin of thechairshot.com, and he is the unstoppable one, Mr. Greg DeMarco. I know this is a very difficult time for you, Greg. Um, it is, but I'm okay. Anyone has listened, if anyone has listened to uh, the Babyface Heal podcast or anyone who knows Greg, uh, he has his very distinct thoughts about All Out, especially the last segment, uh, the second to last debut of the night. Um, just listen to that. If you just listen to that, that is a much more of a deep dive look into All Out. We are going to be talking All Out, uh, but we're also going to be talking about some other events in wrestling on today's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Also, a big shout-out, if any of you are listening today, uh, we have changed time slots. We are now airing on Wednesday evenings is when this show drops. So make sure, in order to get notifications on when a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, uh, when it airs, when, when you get it, uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review uh, through multiple podcast streaming platforms. That includes iTunes, Spotify, Podbay, uh, 
iHeartRadio much, much more. Uh, just subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe to get notifications every time a new episode drops. You can leave a five-star review uh, rating and also leave a review. Let me know what you think about the show. And of course, as always, this show is a proud part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, indeed. And so, as I mentioned tonight, I'm taking a different spin on the events of All Out because there's lots of podcasts. Literally, every podcast in the entire world has been covering All Out, uh, which is, you know, it's a bit of a big event, bigger than I anticipated. Absolutely. And I think, Greg, you feel the same. I don't think we expected to come out on the other side of All Out with the buzz. Knowing what we know now and even knowing what we knew going into it, you know, some of these big reveals weren't a huge surprise. Uh, I mean, you also had some pretty monumental moments like, you know, CM Punk wrestling for the first time in seven years. Um, you know, the EW World Championship being defended, all these other things. Um, you got new tag champs. You know, there was a lot of things in it that you we kind of expected or knew what was going to happen but didn't quite know what was really what was going to be. But one thing that I've seen a lot on a line since this weekend happened was, you know, a lot of wrestling fans looking at Sunday and thinking it's really one of the most, one of the biggest events in wrestling history. Yes. I've literally heard people call it the greatest pay-per-view of all time. Yes, people are supposed to call it the greatest pay-per-view of all time, greatest pay-per-view of modern history, putting it up there. I, I remember, was it Mike Johnson or Jim Barcelona? Someone had like a kind of a top five list of big events. Which it was I Mike Johnson. Like, I saw that. Mike Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. As far as Barely Legal, uh, Bash at the Beach, uh, you know, kind of these big milestone pay-per-views and AEW you know, putting themselves, putting, putting AEW in that. And that really got me thinking because I'm very much, you know, reminiscent of wrestling in my own time. I know Greg, you are too. Really looking back at what are the big moments in wrestling history and how did they change the wrestling landscape? Because we have the luxury of being on the other side of those dates now and seeing how it changed wrestling. We're still pretty fresh from all out. And we can talk a little bit about how we think, you know, the events of All Out is changing the wrestling landscape. But that's my spin on tonight's show. That's what we're going to get into a little bit later on. But before we do that, Greg, is it time? I mean, it's I'm I'm not allowed to determine if it's time, Miranda. I well, I'm, I'm actually asking if it's little time because I know we technically have to like do this oh, for a few minutes. So, so in terms of that. In terms of the, the Mendoza line of, of when is too soon to go to commercial, we have, in fact, crossed over the Mendoza line. Oh, we've crossed that. Yes. So, yes, I only ask it's time if it's time. But, Greg, now I'm telling you it's time. Yes. Then it's so time. So go ahead. I, I jumped the gun. I, I did. You said it's time so many times. It's like you said Goldberg three times, and I had to play the music. That's a that's a DWI <laughs> podcast thing. Um, yes, yes. Or I, I Beetlejuice, you know, not Candyman because that's not good. That's five times, right? And I think you have to say five times yes, but don't. Let's We're not. Done. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. 
I'm not. I'm not about to die today. Um, so, not Greg, today. it is now time to wind it up. It's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of shirts to choose from, including the OG chair shot logo, multiple, and I mean multiple, always use your head t-shirts. Of course, classics like Baron Corbin sucks, suck it nerds. The hashtag save tag team wrestling t-shirt, everyone hates Greg, and the queen of soft style t-shirt, all available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. All t-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to pay a little bit extra, you can get any t-shirt in soft style as well as customizing it with whatever colors are available, logos, all of that. So what are you waiting for? Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. So as I previewed a little bit earlier, tonight's topic is a spinoff of AEW All Out, but it's something broader to the world of wrestling. And that is biggest moments, events in pro wrestling history. And maybe we should keep it in the spirit of, of Mr. Mike Johnson. Uh, maybe stick to some pay-per-view events because, you know, we'll try to compare apples to apples in this case. Um, but I... I think, again, as, as a lot of people have stated, you know, one of the best pay-per-views, if not the best pay-per-view of all time of modern history, you know, it's the resurgence of a wrestling renaissance. Uh, so many words to describe the impact of AEW All Out. But let's compare it or let's talk about some other big events for us. And this could be more personal um, or it could also be in the broader sense of you know, how wrestling changed. But Greg, I'm interested in your take on this first. Is there a particular pay-per-view event for you that is prolific to be up there uh, in the upper echelons, of course, now as AEW All Out? Um, I mean, we've talked about this a million times. I look at the wrestling business from just that, right? The business side of things, the business standpoint, because that's what it is. Um, and, and some of these, some moments aren't actually pay-per-view. They might be a, a live television because that's so big. But to me, I'm not going to necessarily go the obvious ones, but this one is kind of obvious. For me, the first one I'm going to is the Montreal Screwjob. You stole mine. Because but yes, that was – and and you know my beliefs on it, and you know what November's not that far away. Um, that that shit was a work, and and I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. But it did change things. It brought to life what would eventually become the Mister McMahon character, which would eventually lead into the Austin McMahon feud, which would save WWE from you know losing for all that that they lost to 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 WCW. I almost said AEW, to losing everything that they lost to WCW. 
And that caused Vince McMahon to become a character, which he didn't even want to do until he was convinced to do so by Bridge Pritchard and the, and the other people that were around him. Um, it also gave Bret Hart the exit. He wanted to go to WCW as well. All of that really came together that fateful night in Montreal. It, it, it added an element to Shawn Michaels that has never gone away, to Triple H that has never gone away. It, it, it's you know been written about, talked about, podcasted about millions of times over and is still, I think, the most pivotal moment in wrestling history. And I think it's the greatest work ever in, in pro wrestling history. Um, you know, right up there with, I don't want to say because there are other, other moments that I would talk about. So for me though, it, I do lead with screw job for that reason. It, I mean, yeah, it's hard to deny it because as anything, I think a lot of the events that we're going to be talking about left an impact for probably some more negative reasons or just more like shocking reasons. Whereas I feel like AEW all out was more on that positive note of, you know, all these people coming into AEW, these grand surprises, the screw job is, you know, notorious because of, again, that domino effect you talked about with Bret Hart leaving with the Mr. McMahon character kind of coming to fruition for it to open the door for, you know, uh, just just for new talent to come in, um, eventually Shawn Michaels, and that eventually goes into you know Stone Cold, because um, I think without that exit, Stone Cold's path to the championship would have looked a lot different as well. Um, alongside with again that development of the character of, of you know Mister Man, but it was also really a time where the the wrestling business was exposed in a darker way that. You know, you had always heard about it being a business and you'd always heard about things happening behind the scenes, but it was truly one of the first times where it was at front and center and wrestling politics was something that kind of overcame the entire situation. And, you know, it was something that in hindsight, a lot of people now have kind of leaned more towards understanding the dynamic, you know, the decision that Vince McMahon had to make. Um, in, in that. And again, I know you have your own opinions about the night itself. Uh, but you know, it's, it's something that has left such a profound mark in the world of professional wrestling. And, you know, I, I just, it's hard to not look at wrestling history and think, what if, what if that night hadn't happened? What if things turned out differently? Because we'd be talking about a completely different wrestling landscape um, after that. You know, it's interesting. You talk about decisions that had to be made. And even though I believe the screwdriver was a work, it doesn't negate the decisions that had to be made. It, yeah. Vince had to, you know, want to go on without Brett. Vince had to need to get his title back. I believe everything that happened, the only difference between what I believe and what everyone else believes is that, Brett was in on it. It's literally it. The rest of it to me is, is, is fine. Like everyone goes crazy about it, but, but I do believe that Brett was in on it and mm -hmm. it, it caused the pivot that, that was needed. Interestingly enough, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about some other things that are related to this, but the beginning of a major upturn in WWE business started because people left. Mm -hmm. Think about that. I IWC. Yes. So another event I want to talk about, I'm going on a positive spin. Um, and this definitely left a, a mark on wrestling. I mean, we joke about the attendance rate of this event uh, for time to come. And this is WrestleMania three. Um, this had the classic, you know, Randy Savage steamboat match, the, the night that uh, Hulk Hogan uh, was able 
to do that prolific move on Andre the Giant and beat him. And, you know, there's so much history with WrestleMania three, but this is known as one of the best WrestleManias for some people still the best WrestleMania of all time. Even though you had the success of WrestleManias one and two, it didn't feel like WrestleMania was the event it could be until WrestleMania three. And you look back at this with, you know, the 93,000 people in the Pontiac Silver Dome and everything with this, like this, I think was the day that wrestling changed truly to larger than life. First off, there were 93,000 people in the Superdome. There weren't 93,000 paying fans in the Superdome, but there were 93,000 people. Yeah, well, hey, that's the attendance record. Again, that's exactly. even its own legend. It's not the gate. It's not the record. paid attendance. It's just attendance. This is what they do. They they don't lie about attendance. They just, people misinterpret what they're saying. Um, and they allow it to happen. But yeah, WrestleMania 3 was where that, you know, WrestleMania 1 was a bet for Vince McMahon. He had to do it. Because if he didn't, he would have lost the company. WrestleMania 2 was like trying to figure out. I mean, Starcade had been in multiple venues before WrestleMania 2 was. WrestleMania 3 was the precursor to what we see now with WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Giant stadium show. It was their way of doing you know, what they could. What's crazy is that it was one of maybe three or four stadium shows they did that year. This one just happened to be called WrestleMania. I mean, they did a huge one in Shea Stadium. They did a huge one with Hulk Hogan and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, called The Big Event, I think it was in Canada. They, they they did multiple of these in the same year. It's just that one was called WrestleMania. And, but it's the precursor to what we see now. Hell, now we got SummerSlam in a stadium. Uh, that pro- That's probably going to continue. Um, yeah. We've we've seen, you know, past, you know, obviously not this year because of COVID and even last year. Um well, last year, yes. This year, no. Royal Rumbles have been in stadiums the past few times. So the stadium thing is is was born with, you know, at least on that scale, the the, the broadcast scale, with WrestleMania III. Um, So, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, we think more in terms of more recent and more shocking moments, I think, a lot of times. But from a business standpoint, like I talked about before, there's no denying that WrestleMania III belongs on any list like this. So before we get into some other events, I know this is a little early on the show, but we're going to take a quick commercial break to go ahead and pay some bills. Let, let me let me get there. Hang on. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. 
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So, Greg, what's another big event that comes to mind when you think about pay-per-views that changed the re- you know the wrestling business, pro wrestling landscape? I'm going to go with this one since we're talking about All Out. Uh, I'm going to go with one that without this pay-per-view, All Out may not have happened in the way that we saw it happen. And that's WrestleMania 30. Uh, we've talked about it before on, on these shows. Everyone loves WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17 is everyone's yeah. favorite WrestleMania. Well, it's not mine. Mine's WrestleMania 30 because yeah. of the story. Again, you know, I one of the one of the many things I yelled and screamed about during the Babyface Hill podcast was storytelling and how AEW is not doing it. And you know, for me and and what I try to put out for my own product, story is key. And 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 in fact, I had a conversation this weekend with some people where literally. Our storytelling is the reason why we sold out five straight. So it's our secret sauce, we say, is, is yes. in IZW is a storytelling. Um, me putting it on paper and then them bringing it to life in the ring. Uh, it's, it's not just me. But so from a storytelling standpoint, WrestleMania 30 was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Everything from the build, mm-hmm. which again, just like the Montreal Screwjob was a total work, but the rise of Daniel Bryan to become, you know, to, to deal with the issues he had to deal with with Triple H, to have to win that match, which is one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history that no one ever talks about, is Triple H and Daniel Bryan. Then to beat Randy Orton and Batista in the main event and end with 75,000 people chanting yes, him on the announce table holding both championships. That made Daniel Bryan Danielson the worldwide megastar he is that made him a person who could quote unquote change the world when he shows up in AEW. Yeah. That night did that for me. And and yes, there's other things on the undercard, like the streak ending and and all of that. But Mm -hmm. even the streak ending as beautiful of a moment as that is because they silenced 75,000 people. That's still secondary to what they did with Brian Danielson. Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Bob Lashley. Daniel, Daniel Bryan Danielson. Yes. As a, if anyone listens to the uh, Baby Face Heel podcast, know that Daniel Bryan Danielson is now a thing. Yes. Um, and you make such a good point about WrestleMania 30. I think as far as modern WrestleManias, that is one of the finest um, because of you know having just that feel good moment at the end, but the utter shock, utter shock of the undertaker losing to have that dichotomy within that show is, you know, incredibly impressive. Like you show would, you know, AW would do anything to have a dichotomy in that show that they did in, uh, at WrestleMania. 30. They wouldn't even know how, and, and, well, nor do they, and yeah. right now, nor do they need to someday. Yeah. They might need to. No, yeah, absolutely. Right now, they need to. But I think it's that's the, the beautiful thing is when you could do something so shocking, but also then have the biggest, you know, somewhat upset in, you know, wrestling history with Daniel Bryan, you know, winning uh, the world championships. Um, I mean, that's and that, too, was a culmination for fans of feeling listened and heard and that their guy won, um, which, you know, in a lot of modern WWE shows you or events and storylines you didn't see that happen a lot so when it did happen it made it that much more beautiful um so yeah wrestlemania 30 is absolutely 
one of those. Speaking of AEW and maybe shows they would try to emulate, we got to talk about it. WCW, Bash at the Beach, 1996. As you jumped and talked about a bit uh, on the Baby Face Heel podcast, CM Punk had, you know, had this comparison uh, between himself and, you know, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, maybe thinking about Daniel Bryanson. Uh, Daniel Bryanson. Dan- I like that. Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Uh, and, and even Adam Cole was, you know, this, this, modern iteration of the outsiders you know i do i there's a lot of comparison to it understandable because when you see something that's similar it's natural to kind of try and jump the comparison but it is very different as we've talked about you know that storyline was more of a hostile takeover where this is more of a welcome home you know this is more oh here's your wrestling safe haven Whereas the storyline with the outsiders was much different. And to have the biggest baby face. I mean, I'm literally watching Nitros uh, in that time frame in 96. Literally, they had just finished the Great American Bash and they're building up to Bash at the Beach. And the promos they play for Hulk Hogan being the biggest baby face in that company, for him to turn is one of the biggest moves in pro wrestling history. But that also added length to Hulk Hogan's career in in tenfold. I don't think Hulk Hogan's career would have lasted as long as it did if he hadn't turned in that moment. One of the biggest shocks in all of wrestling happened that night. It was. And I think it's an even bigger shock because everyone knew what was about to happen and all out, you know, people like Ruby Soho and Daniel Bryan's and Daniel (laughs) Bryan Danielson. You'll get there. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Okay. Uh, And and even Adam Cole, those were all predicted. People knew, but how nobody knew about Hulk turning and aligning himself with the outsiders. Yeah. And it was, I guess so one or two people reported it, but back then the internet wasn't what it is now. Um, and you talked about how AEW would love to emulate that. I don't, I think they would love to have something as big and they're trying to have something as big with what happened at all out, but it wasn't a major turn. Like, like again, okay. Now if Cole and, and Daniel Bryan Danison lead to something like that, that's great. But I just don't think they have the, the, the people like maybe like what what if Cody comes in and has this major turn and rejoins with the elite or something like that right mm-hmm. that would pale in comparison but to try to make it seem like it was as big as they don't have any it, it's it's just lightning in a bottle and and I think they need to focus on maybe CM Punk could be capable of pulling off some kind of turn that would be that because he, right now he's been all respectful and grateful but he's best in his career when he's a yeah. just piece of shit heel so if he goes to that then. That could be a similar moment, but not the same magnitude. It just isn't isn't possible for it to be the same magnitude. Um, but what happened to Bash of the Beach again changed the wrestling business forever. People still buy and wear NWO t shirts. It's the oh, yeah. most knocked off t shirt design in the world. I have one that's a knockoff of it for for IZW. Like it is the most knocked off design there is for a reason. And, and, and for a very good reason. So that's, you know, that, that it's, 
huge, a huge, a major part of, of wrestling history and, and, and wrestling fandom. And, um, will often try to be duplicated, but, um, you know, much like the other events we've talked about, I challenge anybody to even come close to the magnitude of that. So for the last pick, I, this is kind of a dealer's choice. This could be kind of your personal favorite, maybe uh, an event that changed wrestling for you. So I'm not, it's not a personal favorite and it's not even an event that changed wrestling for me. But the one that I want to go to is going to surprise some people simply because of all the things that I've been saying recently. Um, and even more so than All Out, I still think it was more business changing when they put out All In. And yeah. what happened, you know, three years ago now, uh, September 1st, I believe, of 2018, literally did change the business. It, it made Tony Khan see that, because that's where Tony Khan and, you know, came to, to, to be in all this, um, see what was possible and, and see that he could become a money market fantasy book his way to TNT. And, and I say that in jest, but I don't say that in jest because yes, it's what they're doing, but yes, it's working on some level and you can't deny that it's, it's the second biggest wrestling company in the world. And after only three, not even three years. So you can't, can't deny that at all. And to me, people might point to all out 2021 as this pivotal moment in AEW history, but it's still all in, which is funny because it's a ring of honor show, but it's yeah. what caused everything, which no one likes to admit. Yeah. It's what caused all of where we are today and what made it all possible, including even a lot of what we saw in NXT for a while. So it really is truly pivotal for me. And I would put it much higher on any list than what just happened at All Out. Now, history might change that. Five years from now, All Out could be one of the most pivotal events in wrestling history. We don't know. It's too soon to call it that. It's way too soon. But it could be. It, it could end up. I can't say 100% equivocally it won't. It very well could. But All Out has proven, history has proven that All Out is one of the most pivotal moments in wrestling history. I'm sorry. All In is one of All the most in, pivotal yes. moments in wrestling yes. history. Don't worry. We still have that recorded, so we'll use that anyways. Uh, and it's not even a hashtag Miranda, right? You said that no. uh, willingly. Daniel Bryan so Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Uh, I have two. And I feel like they're prolific in their own ways, but I know for me, I like to pinpoint these. One is the original ECW One Night Stand. Um, I grew up towards the tail end of the original ECW. By the point I recognized what ECW was, they were already on TNT and they lost that TNT, uh, you know, airing. And, and as, as soon as they came in, they were out. And that was really my only exposure to ECW. All I had was, you know, the rise and fall of ECW and the tapes and the stories. So to have the actual pay-per-view happen the way that it did was a beautiful moment of recognition of the past, of, of especially WWE saying, we get it. We know you loved it. We recognize that this is a special fan base for one night only. Here you go. And uh, it was just this acknowledgement of things that were, it felt like even beyond the WWE, that was bigger mm -hmm. than the WWE. And what is truly it. bigger than the WWE? Not a whole lot. But in that night, in that moment, ECW was bigger than WWE. And for someone who was able to kind of relive that in the two, you know, one night stand shows, it was Awesome to be able to relive that in that moment. The, the the true vibe of the arena, the crowd, 
you know, you still wove in more WWE storylines, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, the being able to just recognize that popularity, but also mm-hmm. that fan base that was still there and being able to just have one moment sometimes is all you need is one moment. And we saw that after the second one night stand, when they brought back ECW it was like, nah, should have stayed dead. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to leave when, dead when, horses when Rob where Van they Dan lie. Pinned John Cena, it was over. There, there was no reason to keep going with that. Yeah, but it, it did. So, you know, that was that's one. And the other personal favorite, which truly did have bigger implications for me, is the WrestleMania that I became a fan of, and that's WrestleMania 14. That is and always will be my personal favorite. Even though there's better WrestleManias, everybody remembers, you know, the time frame they became a fan whether that was a certain pay-per-view or, you know, weekly show or whatever. But I came into wrestling right in that storyline after Austin won the, the 98 Royal Rumble, you know, through WrestleMania. And that win at WrestleMania was that point. And I don't think at that moment we knew how much of a turning page that was going to be. But it right. truly was when they turned the page away from Shawn Michaels to Stone Cold. You really got that larger in-depth storyline between Austin and and McMahon, that free Triple H up to take the helm with the leadership of DX. That had a whole shifting cataclysm, you know, that opened up, you know, The Rock to do more and eventually come back, you know, really into that world title picture and grow him. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Triple H. You know, really the foundation of that late 90s happened with Stone Cold winning the world championship. Um, and, and even in that WrestleMania, you had, you know, that uh, that that big matchup between Kane and The Undertaker. And in, and back now, you're kind of like, oh, it's just Kane and The Undertaker. Right. But in that moment, that was a very big story and one of the best matches they've had together. After that, it just became kind of shit. Uh, but um for me as a fan, but also as knowing what we saw, how the late nineties, early two thousands came to be that win was such a turning point for not only the company, but the world of professional wrestling. Cause that was that they staked their flag in stone cold, Steve Austin as this is our guy. And it was the right decision. It was. And, and the thing about that I always thought about WrestleMania 14, and I, I watched it, I literally was able to watch it when it aired. Um, it felt it was the first time WrestleMania felt like an episode of Raw, but in a good way, if that makes any sense. Like there were promos and things were changed during the card that you didn't normally see in WrestleMania with all the McFoley stuff and everything else. Um, and it just worked. It just made sense. And what led up to it, you know, the 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 St. Valentine's Massacre pay per view with Stone Cold and, and, and Vince and all that, like uh, in the debut of Paul White, who became the big show, like all these things that took place and, and WrestleMania 14 was the first WrestleMania of the attitude era, like 13 featured the mm-hmm. double turn and all that, but it wasn't an attitude era mania. This was an attitude. Just, just look, right? Okay. WrestleMania 13, the ropes are red, white, and blue WrestleMania 14. They're what all red, right? That's when yeah. it changed. Like it's so easy to figure out when WWE changed red ropes, big stage like that. That's super easy to see when they, when they changed. And that was a big part in WrestleMania 14. Yeah. It was a pivotal show and, and was, was really telling 
And unfortunately, I think it's oftentimes forgotten because of some maybe some quality issues or whatever. But the Attitude Era in general was not good in the ring. So it makes sense no, for that WrestleMania no, that's to not, not so be good true. in the ring. But it delivered big time. I think yeah. I, you know, 15 had the Austin Rock main event, but 14 was was the cementing of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you couldn't have had the Austin Rock main event without 14. So it yeah. did set that course, finally set the course for the Attitude Era. So how I want to wrap this up is something slightly different, but I think maybe is a good way of being able to describe what All Out may mean to wrestling fans and the wrestling community. So, Greg, I want you to imagine sometime far, far in the future, far in the future, where you're not talking to your kids, but you're talking to your kids' kids, your grandchildren, and they are, you know, now big wrestling fans. And they go to Grandpappy Greg and say, Grandpappy Greg, can you tell us, we hear all the time about this event called All Out and the 2001 edition of All Out, you know, All Out 2021. Everyone talks about it. Grandpappy Greg, you were, you, you watched it. You were alive during that time. You know, what, what's so special about it? Why do people care about All Out 2021? I'm going to tell them, I'm going to be like, kids, grandkids, you, you obviously know who Adam Cole is. Of course you know who Adam Cole is. He's the biggest wrestler in the history of wrestling. Of course he is. President Adam Cole, actually, yes. at this point. Yes. Oh, you mean the movie star? Yeah, I mean the movie star. Yeah. yeah. You, we, we used to think The Rock was the biggest star in the world, but really it became, it became Adam Cole. Yeah. Dad, you mean the greatest actor walking God's green earth? Yes, the greatest actor walking, walking God's green earth. Yes. This was the night that set his career on fire. This was the night that the megastar that you all know of, Adam Cole, had his career set on fire. Is all thanks to AEW All Out 2021. Thank goodness. And then I will tell them, I knew it all along. The moment he walked out on that stage, I was like, there it is. That's, That's also the night that AEW became the biggest company in wrestling history. Kids, we used to watch this thing called WWE. I know, I know. We also used to listen to CDs. I know, and 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 used to have this thing called the VCR. I get it, and I know you don't know what WWE is because it's long dead and gone, and now everything's about AEW, and and I know AEW now is struggling because their competition is is, is beating them on television, but that was the night that AEW became the company. It was all because Adam Cole walked out. You know, there was another guy named Daniel Bryan Danielson. You don't know who he is. I know. You don't know who he is. This other guy named CM Punk. You don't know who he is. I know you don't know who he is either. But Adam Cole, like he literally set the world on fire starting this night. And one person knew. Everybody was focused on other people. But one person knew it all along. And it was your grandpappy, Greg DeMarco, who knew that Adam Cole was about to embark upon the greatest journey in the history of our sport. And that's exactly what happened at All Out 2021. That is a 180 um, I don't know if anyone just recently listened to uh, the Babyface Heel podcast, but that could be. I feel like you got to that point towards the end of the Babyface Heel podcast and you're writing no, this way. No, I didn't get to that point. I allowed myself to be open to trusting yeah. the performer more well, than the company. Yes. Well, as soon as you said fire, I was like, oh, he's going to say dumpster fire, right? Like you're going to add the dumpster. <laughs> you were waiting for it. You were waiting for it. I was waiting I did, for it. Basically, I did this. Without you doing this. 
Because there's I mean, no you, fun. You in took it. the freedom. You took you you took that freedom into your own hands, but because uh, just to pull the curtain you know, back, where would be the fun in me burying all out once again when I just been an especially hour to hour. your grandkids? That's kind of you know crush their little hearts. Grant, granted, these grandkids do not exist yet, and so no, and, and grandpappy they, Greg is not a term, no. uh, but we will use that again. Um, you know, I, I think going back, it, it's. My point, too, is that, you know, again, we are so near the event that it's very hard to pinpoint what that looks like. In some ways, I think it it long term may not have a bigger effect. I kind of think the CM Punk return had more of an impact on AEW than the you know, the, the, uh, arrivals of, of Adam Cole and Daniel Bryanson and Daniel, Ryan Danielson, Brian, uh, Daniel Bryanson, Danielson, um, the American dragon, uh, can you go by that? That looks like that's a thing. It's on the shirt now. So I thought he could, yes. so, yeah. let's just call him American dragon. Uh, no, we have to call him Daniel Bryan Danielson. You'll get okay, there. Daniel just work Brian on it. You got a week. Yes, yes. Uh, where, uh, you know, I think in, in the moment, because everyone's still so happy and excited, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I don't, even those two big premieres I, or, or debuts aren't going to be what changed the tide of wrestling, you know, uh, that I, I don't believe. I do think that it changed a lot for AEW, but as we talked about at Bash at the Beach, you know, in 97, it's it's not quite to that level, but I could but I could absolutely see for AEW that being the night that they really, you know, stuck their claim into the world of professional wrestling that they came here to play. You know that not, not analogy, but at the the tag Play, you know. Uh oh. Almost a Valencia oh, where. Oh, you got it? Hello? We lost you for a second and then you came back. Oh, I'm back. Um, I was saying how, you know, WCW had the tagline, you know, this is where the big boys play. And I feel like that was a bit of what AEW stuck their claim in, is that we are a professional wrestling company. And look at the professional wrestlers that are here. And so I feel like maybe that is part of their mission statement, their foundation, where they actually came to play. Granted, they've had lots of professional wrestlers in that company who professionally wrestle. And, and put on a, a great show. But this could be the night that it's more for AEW than I think the full landscape of professional wrestling. Because we've seen this before. We've already had the back and forth. It's not that, you know, we were going to see Daniel Bryan, Danielson wrestle somewhere, somehow. It's some capacity. You know, now we know it's yes. going to be in this one. Same thing with Adam Cole. We knew he was going to wrestle somewhere, somehow. You know, it's just now in this one. So I, I feel like as much as they're going to be fairly well-renowned and possibly Adam Cole is, you know, president superstar um, in the future, I think this is more a moment for AEW in staking their claim of their validity as a wrestling company 
And the effect of fans is that's great because they want to have a professional wrestling company in existence. They don't want a sports entertainment company. Um, and some do. Some want a sports entertainment company. But there is a, a, a fan base that wants a pro wrestling company. Um, and I think that, if anything, it will push and motivate other companies. And I'm not talking about just WWE. But there is a whole landscape of other professional wrestling companies that I feel have elevated their game because of AEW. And whether that's just honing in on what their focus is, being more open to partnerships, you know, looking at independent talent differently. I think there should be more of a focus on what AEW has done a little bit to other wrestling companies than just to WWE. And so I feel like this ripple effect is happening much more just beyond of what we think in just what's happening with WWE, I think for them as a company, and then also their impact in, you know, professional wrestling is what we'll see. And maybe we see that ripple effect continue down to others and other companies, but, you know, it's still too soon to see in six months, we'll revisit this, I'm sure, and see what was that impact a year from now. We'll see. But I also can see a year ago, we didn't ever expect Adam Cole to leave. Uh, definitely not. No. No. Up until a week ago, you didn't expect that. To I happen. was naive enough to say that. Yes. So, I was. you know, it history is good to reflect on. But you, if you, you may be doomed to repeat it again if you don't learn from it. But it's also, you don't quite know history until it's past. You don't know it's history until it actually is history, until you, know, you realize you're already living in the past. I just thought of something. And we talked about this before. And I think it's been more, we've talked about it with Impact Wrestling, but All Out 2021 is probably going to be a good 15 to 20 minutes worth. Of the broadcast titled The Meteoric Rise and Inevitable Fall of All Elite Wrestling, which we will all watch on Peacock or the WWE Network someday in 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 due due time. Mm-hmm. Probably long after AEW has a hell of a run. I'm not saying they're going to fail right away. Again, WCW beat Raw for 83 weeks before these things happen. I don't know if that's going to happen with AEW, but they're going to achieve massive success before the tide turns. But history also shows us that the tide will turn. And no one wants to hear that right now. And I don't blame them for not wanting to hear that right now, but that's that dose of reality. The Mm -hmm. tide will turn. People will turn on the product some wrestlers will become disgruntled. Right now, everybody wants to go there, but a lot of the homegrown talent's going to get pissed, and eventually, it will change. And and eventually, just like everything else, Vince will own the library. Well, we will see what happens. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow Greg at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. But you can also follow the ChairShot at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
Stay tuned. Let us know what your thoughts are on the show. Follow us on social media uh, for information. Of course, the cheer shot for your wrestling news, analysis, opinions, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. All that you can find. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yes, don't forget to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your chair shot t-shirt today and much, much more stuff, you know, available. That includes your IZW t-shirts that are available. Go ahead and support your favorite wrestling. Since since you brought it up, I'm going to add one more show to the list. Very self-serving. IZW Monster 2020. That's all. (laughs) That's all. I mean, we are hitting the one year of NAV 30, too. That's popped in my timeline. NAV 31? We're not doing that, but yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's been NAV 30. It popped up in my timeline. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm sure I will because, you know, I posted it yes. a million times. Yes. It's crazy. That's a year ago. It's crazy. Playing. It's crazy. It's crazy, y'all. It's crazy how fast time flies. Yep. But go ahead and support your favorite wrestling uh, promotion, independent wrestling promotion. Uh, just go ahead and follow them, buy their shirt, you know, buy a ticket, whatever that may be. Support independent wrestling because uh, somebody has to. And, uh, and lots you. of people do. And we and appreciate lots of people it. Do. Keep doing yes. it. Yes. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. We will be back next time. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep it soft style. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.